Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is Tavian the Philosopher Napier and this is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. That means that we're not only trying to get better at games competitively, but also trying to get better in life. For those who don't know, I am a esports performance coach. That means I help people get better at games a lot with the mental aspect of it, not just the practical side of things. But I'm also a coordinator at Western Michigan University, which means I oversee an esports arena from production to planning to dealing with the varsity program uh, and the club. Pretty much anything involved in esports, I pretty much oversee it. And I'm thankful for that position. I'm thankful to be a consultant on different companies like high schools, after school programs, and other colleges. I am lucky to do what I do and I'm very happy and very proud of it and there's so many more things coming up. One of those things is going to be the esports summer camps I'm going to be talking about. I'm also going to be talking about a vacation which means there probably won't be an episode next week unless I can figure out how to get another episode out there and, and schedule it. Nonetheless, the last thing we're going to talk about is Street Fighter 6. I have not had a chance to really talk about Street Fighter 6 at all. For those who don't know, it was announced maybe like a couple of weeks ago and the floodgates have opened. It's crazy. So we'll get to that and more in just a moment. All right, so we're going to go ahead and skip a lot of the personal updates and things because some of it is going to be related to the first topic anyways, outside of reading books. Uh, I always talk about books, audiobooks, but I've been reading the same ones, Harry Potter and the inner game of tennis. So not too much there. I've been listening to The Order of the Phoenix and slowly listening to it. I haven't been doing as much audiobooks because I've been doing a lot of, I guess, YouTube videos and such and, and looking at debates and looking at conversations and looking into news. Uh, I'm probably going to do a detox from that soon. But nonetheless, I want to get right into the first topic. I'm really excited to talk about this. And that's the summer camps. The esports summer camps are back. I haven't done these since 2019 before the pandemic. I was planning in 2020 before <laughs> everything went to crap. So I never got a chance to do round two of my summer camps. And uh, if you guys don't know, I am somewhat of a perfectionist. I do sometimes suffer from imposter syndrome where I feel like I'm not good enough. But from what I understand in terms of the feedback from 2019, uh, the summer camps were really well received. Uh, and even though I'm, I'm out of practice and everything, I have my notes, I have a uh, better experience now, but I'm still very nervous about it. But let me just talk about it, and I'll also have links for those who are interested in the Kalamazoo area. Maybe you have some high school kids. Uh, we're doing two different camps. So this is going to be focused on improving in games, but also using personal development to help with that concept. Basically, it's like I'm sneaking in vegetables into a very good tasting food. So the kids are going to be playing video games, but they're also going to be learning some lessons that are going to help them in life as a human being, as a person, uh, as a teammate. And not just in games. It's going to help them in the long run, hopefully, if this is something that sticks. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. Kids will be kids. But I'm going to do my best to help these kids prepare for the future. Uh, so there is a beginner and an advanced. The beginner one is recommended for kids around the age of six. Or the, I'll, I'll say the grades of 6th to 8th grade. And then the advanced caps are going to be recommended for grades 9 through 12. So essentially you're going to be going into, the grade that you're going into is the grade that we consider you. So if you already graduated, you're not eligible. But if you're going into your 12th year of high school, uh, then you're eligible to be in the program. And the advanced one, of course, is going to go more in depth. The beginner one is a shorter day. It's a half day, uh, Monday through Friday. 
and then the advanced ones are going to be nine to five so it's i believe one to five thirty for the beginners camps and nine to five for the advanced camps to not give away too much of it, but to talk about some of the topics, I'm going to be talking about the growth mindset. I'm sure you guys, if you followed me for a while, you know that I talk about the growth mindset a lot. Uh, and I'll also be talking about the antithesis, which is the fixed mindset. I think those two topics are really important to talk about on day one to really set the precedent of what we are going to be working on because we're going to be talking about discipline not so much in those words for the kids but for the parents that's what we're going to be talking about your work ethic working on mechanics that's the the execution of performing the moves in the game learning how to develop those learning how to communicate with your team with yourself learning how to deal with emotional challenges the normal term is tilting but it's basically learning how to deal with being upset or being sad or being self-conscious. Uh, these are a lot of things that people don't really learn in school, how to manage, how to even think about. So even though we're only doing this for a week each camp, you know, there's going to be a lot of information, a lot of time for these kids to soak up a lot of this and talk about it, have a conversation. I don't like to do lectures personally, but it is important to share some of that information, but then also get that feedback from them because when you start asking them questions, they're more committed to the answer they're coming up with their own answers they're coming up with their own solutions uh, and so that's where some of the power of this program comes from is actually getting them engaged but then also applying it and playing video games having a great memory learning to have some camaraderie uh, meeting new people sharing that experience with other people around them and so the advanced and beginner are going to have a similar curriculum but the but the beginner one is going to be more basic i should say it's going to be more simplified right it's going to be more uh condensed just because it's going to be a younger audience for the most part and uh you know their attention span can be a little bit shorter <laughs> so we don't want to overload them with information uh, i've been trying to figure out some sort of handout that i can give to the parents some talking points that i can share with them so that they can continue this conversation after the program is over i really want these kids to grow but i also am very passionate about having the parents participate in that because they're the ones that see them the most usually so it's really important for the parents to help with that growth to help with your children to be able to develop these mindsets and i'm not saying i'm a pro at it my son's only three uh i'm right now teaching him how to meditate i actually just got done helping him meditate he really didn't want to do it uh i had to really talk him into it my wife sat down and uh was kind of a guinea pig to let him teach her how to do it right because i do it with him almost every night unless maybe he's too busy like they're too busy or i'm i'm too busy working on something um but you know he's he can't sit still his mind wanders all the time he's very energetic but this is a time for him to learn how to not move his body how to keep his mind still how to focus on a very specific task that doesn't require any sort of electronic device in front of him and again he's only three I have a long way to go. I'm not saying I'm a perfect parent by any means, but these are things that I've learned that I, I've learned from other people that are way more knowledgeable than me. And I've condensed a lot of this information. I've put it together. I've taken my own experiences and things that I've learned that I think are really important in terms of competitive gaming. A lot of stuff that I had to learn on my own because there was nobody, no mentor, no guide for a esports performance coach. Now, I know there are people now that do it and I've met some of them. I've been talking to some of them and I'll have more announcements on that in the future. But for now, uh, I never really had anybody teaching me how to do that. So I've had to figure this out my own. I had to write my own curriculum and I'm, I'm very proud. I'm also very nervous, very, very nervous, but I am very proud of the curriculum that I've put together. I'm very excited to perform it. I'm 
hoping that this will help me to do it next year. I want to keep on doing it. Uh, I'm still in limbo right now as a quick update in terms of Western Michigan University. As a quick recap, uh, the status of my job is sort of ambiguous right now. There is a proposal to the president of the school to be able to get a budget and within that budget is a position for me which gives me a significant pay raise and can totally change my life and I'm trying not to rely on that but uh, for the most part, no one sees why that wouldn't happen. And as such, I'm gonna have way more responsibility. There's been some updates and things I won't talk about just yet. In terms of Western Michigan University, there's a lot of big things coming to the program and to my life in particular. I'm probably gonna get a lot more busy in the upcoming year, but I have made it a challenge to myself, a, a promise to myself to try to make sure I do this content more consistently because I don't want to be put in the same situation as I did back in 2020 where I got laid off because the pandemic happened and literally thousands of people at Western Michigan University got laid off. So it's not like I took it personally by any means. It was just what they had to do because my job became obsolete during that pandemic and so did a lot of other people's jobs. But that taught me to start my own business again. I basically gave up on my business. I wouldn't say gave up, I had a dream job. I was doing what I loved and I was making a lot of money doing it. So I didn't really, first off, know how to balance that with my new job, with my new house, with my new son and having a fiance. I didn't know how to balance all that. So my YouTube and my podcast content sort of just fell off and I'm upset about that, but I learned my lesson and I want to make sure that I'm self-sufficient on my own. To that point, two things that I will ask for right now. One, if you're listening to this, please leave a review. What I want to do is get more feedback on how I can be better as a podcaster. What can I do to provide more value for you, whether it be entertainment or preferably something educational. I want to make sure that I'm helping you to improve. So I can do that by you guys leaving a review. It helps me to get more eyes on me as well. When you leave a review, it definitely helps me continue to grow in terms of finding more viewers, in terms of getting higher on that list, especially on iTunes. It's a really big help. Uh, I want to be more self-sufficient, so that will be one thing that's incredibly helpful. The other thing is, I didn't talk about books too much, but I don't really plug too much stuff on my channel or my podcast. But I will say, if you are interested in books, if you are interested in self-development, personal development in particular, please check out the Audible app, tavianapier.com slash audible. It'll take you to a website where you can get a free month of Audible. And if you like it and you continue to keep it, then I get a commission, a small one. Um, and I am internally grateful. But if you don't like it, then you know and you don't keep it. So I'm going to continue to mention that because I genuinely love Audible. I've had it since like 2012 and I have tons of books on there. I listen to it literally every day. I go to bed. I set a timer. There's a sleep timer. So at nighttime, it's Harry Potter. I go to bed in the daytime. It's my personal development books. So I, I literally listen to this every day. It's not something that I'm plugging just to make money. I do believe in the app, but I also want to continue to support myself. So you can do that by checking it out. Again, tavianapier.com slash audible. So to close to recap summer camps are coming up it's going to be starting the second week of july i believe that's the 11th it's going to be beginner camp then it's going to be advanced camp and then beginner camp we take a week off i believe and then the next week is going to be the advanced camp again uh, i will have links to the registration information in my description so make sure if you're in the kalamazoo area or the michigan area check that out because i i'm really happy with it if your kid is you know someone that wants to get better at games and you maybe you want to help them uh, improve in terms of the mindset as well. This is something that I'm going to be working on. And perhaps if it's something that you want to work on as a 
continuing project, of course, you can reach out to me as a client, as an individual coach. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. So if you find that maybe you want to have my services outside of that, totally open to it. And I'm willing to negotiate. doesn't have to be something that breaks the bank, but I do want to help people. And of course, I want to be able to sustain myself. I have a family as well. So that's all I'll say on that one. Super excited on it. I will have more updates as it gets closer. And as I conduct the camps, I'll be processing and talking about the camps and maybe hopefully learning and preparing for the next camp as well, because I, I am a perfectionist. I, I know it is not feasible to be perfect, but it doesn't mean you can't aim for perfection. It does not mean that you can't strive to do your best, right? You got to deal with the circumstances that you're given, but you should aim for the stars. And even if you don't, you'll land on the moon or in this, like within the stars, whatever the saying is, you will do better if you aim higher. I truly believe that. And I'm going to continue to work as such. So make sure you check the links out. I'm really excited about those. Let's get on to the next topic. All right, so the next topic is I'm going on vacation. As I said before, we're going to Texas and we're going to be doing a road trip. It's going to be me and my wife. We're going to a two day concert. Uh, it's not a super popular band, but if you've ever heard of them, it is called Flickerstick. My wife used to go to their, their concerts back when she was in college. They're having a reunion tour or something like that. And uh, I'm just coming along for the ride. I need a vacation. I haven't been anywhere uh, in a good while. Okay, uh, so this is like honeymoon part one because we got married two years ago during the pandemic and we got married at home we have a huge backyard so we have family come through and, and family and friends come through we haven't really had a chance to travel we had a, a newborn a young kid and uh yeah so i'm really excited i love road trips it's it's going to be just us and our, our son's going to go to my grandparents house and they're going to watch them for the weekend and uh we're going to just take our time we're going to drive there and and just see the sights I truly believe that road trips or traveling is a great way to uh, do multiple things. One, have fun, right? Uh, two, to experience, to to get contrast. I'm very big on the term contrast. I, I do like the vacation, but one thing I don't like to do is I don't like to do the touristy thing. I like to see what the locals are doing. I like to know what the culture is like. I like to talk to the people and see how they think and what the general consensus is in a certain area. Uh, it gives me a lot of contrast in terms of how someone's life experience, their location, their, their heritage can affect how they act, how they, you know, what they believe, what they're doing, what their habits are. And I just love that kind of stuff. I love seeing how people think and, and what they do uh, and how they communicate with their peers and people they don't like. It's just really, really fascinating to me. And I don't like to do the touristy stuff. Like I went to Las Vegas a long time ago on my road trip to California. I stayed there for a week and uh, I lived with a friend. You know, she let me bunk over there. We hung out. Uh, she showed me some sights. I, I went to the strip like once. I, I just didn't care. I grew up in Atlantic City, near Atlantic City. My mom was a... a a dealer like a, a blackjack dealer or something like that she worked in casinos my dad was a construction worker who worked on casinos they both worked in buildings owned by donald trump actually i believe <laughs> so uh we have a lot of history with donald trump and i'm not going to get into that right now but i will say that i'm just desensitized to casinos i don't gamble i don't really care to gamble i hate loot boxes <laughs> So I, I just, it's not in my nature to just throw away money. I, I just don't care for that kind of stuff. So Las Vegas casinos never interest me because by the time I was old enough to travel around, I had, 
I went to one casino and spent $60, lost it all, and I've never gambled since. It's just not my thing. Nonetheless, we went to, I think it was the Red Rock Mountains or Red Rock Canyon or something like that. We got to see some beautiful scenery, went hiking. I love that kind of stuff, nature stuff, seeing what people are doing, going to like different restaurants and stores and stuff like that, seeing cool like Asian stores, Japanese stores. I went to have like sushi and sake at a really good, authentic Japanese restaurant. That's the stuff I love. So I, I, I'm really excited to go to Texas. Never been, I've never been to Texas before. I will say that I am hesitant in terms of the people. I, I think I've been watching too many videos where you see, uh, <laughs> how do I put this? Uh, racial profiling. I don't, I'm assuming that most of you guys know that I'm African-American, I'm black, I'm a lot of things actually, I'm mixed. African-American, Jamaican, Native American, Indian, Scottish, uh, but I look like a black guy. I look like a black guy for the most part, unless um, sometimes my beard might maybe look a little bit Middle Eastern, which I kind of am as well. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I want to be proven wrong. I don't think we're going to a terrible city. I don't remember the name of the city, honestly, uh, but I will say... I'm somewhat nervous about going down there in terms of the locals, right? But I'm used to it. I grew up in Alabama. It's not anything new. It's just I'm more confident with who I am. And I don't want to get put in a situation where I recognize what's going on and I have to speak up for myself because I, I know how to speak up for myself now. But I also realize that sometimes it's better just to brush things off and not let it get to you and not really engage in it. So I'm just thinking ahead of time, how do I want to engage in certain situations if it happens? Uh, as a black person, I've dealt with a lot of racism, a lot of stereotyping and that kind of thing. And I've handled it fairly well for the most part, mainly because I'm very non-confrontational when I was younger. Uh, as I've gotten older and more confident in what I believe in and what I know, I'm more inclined to contest what people are saying. But I also have learned not to care what people think about me. So it's just something that's in my mind. I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's kind of a negative thought process that might not even happen. Uh, but overall, I'm incredibly excited to be able to travel, to go on a road trip with my wife and just have fun, just the two of us. Uh, we've been cooped up in his house since the pandemic off and on. We've had a couple of trips here and there, but I think this is the biggest trip that we've had, the longest days that we've had. And I've also had some business trips. I went to several tournaments, uh, but that was for work, even though it was fun. And I was at a hotel. I love sleeping in hotels for some weird reason. I just, I like getting outside of my house and traveling and I haven't had the chance to do that. I am incredibly excited to be able to do this and just have some fun with my wife and just, just the two of us, you know, go to a concert, have a few drinks, get crazy, dance like a crazy person, and then do it again the next day and then drive back. And hopefully we see some sights on the way up and on the way down on the way down and on the way up. We live north of Texas. Either way, you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But let's let's get to the last topic here because we're gonna talk about some Street Fighter 6. All right, so Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6 was announced about two or three weeks ago. I don't know, there's been so much information that it feels like it's been a month or something, but I'm pretty certain it hasn't been more than a month since it was announced. Uh, there was a lot of rumors about Street Fighter 6 and people were speculating and then they finally announced it uh, a while ago. They showed a trailer, what, like four or five months ago? Just a teaser, just a teaser, no gameplay, just a really short cutscene and a really basic logo that people were roasting for the longest time. Uh, but they finally released some gameplay, they, re they announced a couple of characters that are gonna be on it and they redid the logo and <laughs> I do feel like, if you watch the trailer, the original trailer that they, they launched a couple weeks ago, it felt like there was several 
FUs in the trailer. Because one thing, they, they the general public roasted the logo because it was so basic. It was basically a stock logo. Uh, you could find it on stock images, like Adobe stock images or something like that. But when they showed the logo, when they revealed it, it was really cool because it's the logo is it says Street Fighter, but then it also has it has six in Roman numerals and then also some sort of symbol as well. And like it, it rotates and like it slams. It's like, here's the new logo, you jerks, shut up. Like it is in your face, like really intense logo reveal. Uh, and I, I love that. I thought it was pretty funny personally. Uh, they also showed some new characters. They showed Luke and Ryu gameplay, but they also showed Chun-Li and they showed a new character called Jamie, who is probably going to be the character that I play. I highly doubt my main, which is Fong in Street Fighter 6 or Street Fighter 5 is going to be in Street Fighter 6. So I got to look for a new main and this guy does drunken boxing or drunken kung fu. And I just love that. One of my top five movies of all time is Legend of the Drunken Master. Jackie Chan is the main character. I love Jackie Chan movies. I love drunken boxing. My sensei when I did karate said I'd be great for drunken boxing. I've never had a chance to learn how to do it myself, unfortunately. But I just, I love that style. I played Brad Wong in BOA and uh, I, I just, it's a really, really cool concept and they showed the gameplay of this character and I love it. All the characters honestly look pretty good. The new system, the the V system, no not the V system, the drive system. I I still want to do more digging into it. I've been watching trailers. I don't know how to fully regurgitate that information to you, so I won't do it right now. There's tons of other videos that really cover it. I just want to share my thoughts on the overall concept of it. Uh, I like where it's going. Personally, I fear that I won't be able to get to a high level in the game because it is very complex. I, I'm only concerned of some of the systems, like the parry system, right? I think that's really cool, but if I want to be competitively viable, I don't know if this is going to be the game for me, but I do want to be competent in this game for sure. Uh, it looks like a really fun game, and so I, I'm in this weird headspace where I have a full career, I have a life, I have a side business, I have a son. Competition in fighting games is just not a feasible thing for me to pursue in terms of like full time. However, I have a lot of what you call legacy knowledge from other games that I've played over the years. So learning how to play this game is not going to take me as long as a lot of other people because I've accumulated a lot of legacy knowledge. However, there will be a plateau that I hit because there has to be a certain amount of time that you're putting into the game and a certain amount of quality that you're putting into that time. And I don't think that I can commit that just yet. Maybe when the game comes out, I'll have my career and my schedule a lot better and I'll be more efficient with my time. Uh, uh, but I, I do want to compete. I don't think I talked about this, but I actually went to a tournament about a month ago and uh, for Guilty Gear Strive. at It was in Lansing, I believe. And I got second place fairly effortlessly. There was like two people that gave me a hard time. The person that beat me and the other guy that sent me to losers. So I, I got sent to losers bracket by a guy that played uh, Eno, for those who understand Guilty Gear, and I just didn't know what to do at the time. And then after he beat me, I just, I found an empty setup and I just played Guilty Gear and labbed some stuff real quick and looked up some notes on the character and I was like, ah, okay, here's what I'll do. And then I went through losers bracket, ran through all the people, and then I got to losers finals, had to fight him again. This time he picked Chip for the first two games, his best three out of five, right? So for the first two games, he picked Chip, I beat his Chip, and I, I was nervous because, uh, let me, I don't know, I wasn't nervous, I was somewhat concerned 
but still confident that I can figure out how to beat this guy. Because Chip just naturally gives me an issue. He's a very fast character. He's moving left and right and up and down. I just don't know how to deal with it all the time. But I managed to beat him twice, then he switched over to Eno, and I already was ready for his Eno, so that just didn't work when he finally picked that character. Then I got the Grand Finals, and of course the person I had to fight was also another Nago player. I'll be honest, I don't fight a lot of Nagos online for some reason. Like, they don't want to do the mirror match, they usually just decline the run the run back or the, the match in general. So I just don't have a lot of in-person... He's the first person... The first Nago that I've fought in person. Now that I think about it, mm, the first good Nago <laughs> that I've played in person, and the the match was pretty good. I I don't feel like I played my best. I honestly, by the time it was by the time Grand Finals came along, uh, I was ready to go home. It was like an hour and a half drive, and I was thinking about that. And this is I don't want to make this an excuse, but I just want to share what my mind was at this point. I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm losing my energy. I got an hour and a half drive. It's taking longer than normal for this tournament to get moving because like other people are playing Smash Bros. So they're holding up the tournament and I'm just sitting here waiting and getting frustrated. I'm like, I just I just want to play my games and go. I don't care. At that point, I didn't care what happened. I just wanted to be done and go home. Uh, it was like the, the venue was fine. Everyone was cool. I didn't have any issues. I just, I had worked, got off of work, saw my family said goodbye, drove an hour and a half, got there, and, like, I just wanted to play the tournament and go. Like, I was really, like, I just wanted to make enough money. Like, I was there for money. That that was my main thing. I wanted to test how I was, and I was like, let me make some money, because I feel like I can make some money here. And I definitely did. I, I went net positive, right? Um, but in terms of the Nago match, I, I left feeling like if I was in an optimal mindset i wouldn't have had a problem beating him and i don't like to think that way like oh i can beat this guy right it, it just feels very dismissive to the other person's capabilities and i don't want to come off that way but i recognize what the other person was doing but i just wasn't responding to it i was trying to play my game but i was dropping my combos uh i was making several mistakes i was recognizing things and i'm happy that i'm recognizing situations but i also have to perform uh, and I just, I got exhausted. I just got tired. Um, I was just ready to go. And I, I was three to two. I didn't get a chance to reset the bracket. I almost did. He, he two owed me. And then I brought it back and two owed him. Uh, but I just, I dropped too many combos and I blood raged a couple times. Uh, my character, for those who don't play the game, uh, Nago Ryuki, Nago for short. He, he's basically a vampire. And if he uses too many moves without doing another move, uh, he will have this huge animation where he starts draining life and he's really vulnerable it's it's something you don't want to happen it's a huge no-no and that happened way too many times and I, I just made so many mistakes that um i lost fair and square right but I, I did leave thinking okay like i was i was fine with it like i wasn't mad or salty i was a little disappointed uh, because I recognize the situations and I know what I could have done. But at the same time, like, I feel pretty good. I came here to make money. I went net positive. Uh, I think I paid like 10 bucks and I, I made like $22, $25, something like that. So I made my gas money back because, you know, it was a drive. Uh, and that was the main thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure, okay, I'm investing into this tournament. I'm going to go with this mindset of, okay, I want to compete to win. For those who know me, I tend to have a mindset of I'm playing to learn and improve right? Because I, I don't have a lot of time. I'm trying to make sure I get the most out of it. So focusing on winning isn't always the most efficient thing. So when I'm playing this game, a lot of times I'm not doing the most optimal things because I'm trying to explore and figure out and 
break down stuff. Uh, and then I will have these bursts where I'm like, okay, I'm going all out. I need to learn how to focus. And I need to learn how to make sure that I'm, I'm fully locked into the game because that's important to do too. So when I'm entering a tournament, while I'm trying to learn, I'm also trying to perform what I've practiced. I'm trying to let my my body do the work, myself too do the work. If you remember my conversation about the inner game of tennis, I am trying to have this goal to win, to, to be first place. I think that's a good motivator once you have that practice down because all you're doing is just trying to play at your best you know you're leaving that wiggle room to analyze situations in between rounds and stuff like that but when you're in the game you're in the game nothing else matters i don't care what's going on you're fully locked in and trying to play your best no matter what uh and at grand finals i was just done i was out of it i was burnt out but I, I am motivated to go back there so now i've been practicing when i get the chance i've been playing more sets i've been trying to research uh the new patch just came out so that's a thing. But nonetheless, I, I have tangented very hard for my main topic. Let me get back to Street Fighter 6, okay? <laughs> a quick Guilty Gear Strive update for you guys. But yeah, Street Fighter 6 has a lot of cool mechanics. I'm a lot of people have been asking me how do I feel about it? You know, what are my thoughts on it? And I think that I'm excited for the fighting game community. It seems like this is the most well-received Capcom game in a while. Street Fighter 5 and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite both had terrible impressions when they were first coming out. Uh, I, I liked Street Fighter V when it first came out. Marvel Infinite I thought was pretty fun when it first came out, but I, I, I will say I understand why a lot of people just didn't care for it, why they weren't impressed by it, they weren't excited for it. Multiple different reasons. Street Fighter V main issue was it was just super basic when it first came out. And I, I think that's a good idea, but the way they marketed the game it just didn't work right it, it it wasn't the right timing they charged way too much for what they were giving the players right the game was so bare bones it wasn't worth or justifiable to charge 60 dollars. so that was a huge issue maybe they did like 40 dollars for the game and then they had expansions and stuff and uh another 20 dollars for the first season pass like it, it would have made more sense but my point is is that i think the game looks great i think the mechanics are really awesome and i think I think they also made it very beginner friendly, which I believe is necessary for fighting games to grow to the mainstream, which is what we want because we get bigger prize pools, we get more attention, we get more money, more sponsorships, stuff like that. Uh, even though people complain about grassroots, oh man, that's another, that's a whole aside that I'm not going to get into right now. But in terms of the FGC, I'm just happy they're happy, right? I'm happy they have a game that they can look forward to. Everyone's just talking about how good it looks. You'll always have the people that complain about the dumbest things, but overall, the the drive system, the drive parries, the drive uh, with a break, like the, the the shift or whatever it's called, where you do the it's focus attack for Street Fighter Four, whatever that's called. You know they're bringing in some concepts from Third Strike. They're bringing in some concepts from Four. Uh, I feel like it kind of has some of the Street Fighter Five flavor, but it also has like a very defined, unique identity like it has this cool splash art it, it, it reminds me a little bit of four but more vibrant more clear more more exciting uh and it seems like they're going a more stylistic uh jazzy hip-hop vibe overall like there's a lot more hip-hop than street fighter 5 had like street fighter 5 was very uh, like clean cut cookie cutter i don't know how to put it very compared to this game it was very vanilla very very lackluster 
I suppose. Like comparing the two, I like Street Fighter Five, so don't get me wrong. But Street Fighter Six, they're they're going all out in terms of just like the aesthetic, the style, the gameplay. I know people have complained about the combos being a little basic, but I don't think that that's going to be the case. I, I think that maybe when a game first comes out, but again, you have to understand as a game developer, you have to continually make the game engaging. So you can't put everything out there right away, especially on a competitive game, because you have the game in general, the, the general public, the casual players, the online players. What brings them back is new stuff, new characters, new mechanics, new new like buffs and, and not, not so much buffs and nerfs, but new features in the game, new modes, new new characters that have, you know, maybe a new V system. No, no, it's called the uh, focus. What is it called? The drive, the new drive system mechanics. You can't put all of that in the game at once. And then in terms of being competitive, it's the same concept because you want to have the game be basic. Then you let the highest level players sort of help to understand how the highest level of the game is played, what the general competitive level, like the lower levels are, like how they play the game. You know, if characters are too strong or too weak, making those shifts. And then over time, introducing mechanics as these games grow in terms of like how the players utilize it, how they use the mechanics, because as a developer, you can't anticipate how players are going to use your characters and use the mechanics of the game. You can, to some degree, to some degree you can if you have high enough level players playing each other and consistently like learning and growing you can have an idea but you still have a limited pool to pull from you don't always have to have the you don't always need to be the best player to to come up with the highest damage combos or the coolest looking combos or optimal situations the best oki some people are really good at specifically doing a certain thing and they might never win any sort of tournament so there's a lot of things that a developer can't anticipate so putting everything in right away is a very messy, very risky idea, and you don't have anything else to keep the player engaged and coming back with new patches and new characters, new updates, stuff like that, new features. So I don't I don't think you're ever gonna see that in a new fighting game ever again. Like they're they're gonna keep doing that because it's a smarter concept. I, I would wager that fighting games that don't succeed are the ones that don't keep their game fresh long enough. Street Fighter V was very successful at that because their game was so basic that as they upgraded it, add new characters, add new features, add new mechanics, people kept coming back to see, oh, what's this about? Oh, what's this about? New story mode? Let me check that out. New arcade mode? Let me check that out. New characters? Oh, they put my character finally in the game? Guile's in here or Alex is in here? Awesome, right? You're going to keep people coming back. So you just dismiss the idea of having a great crazy over the top game right away unless it's some sort of crazy anime game it's gonna be very niche and then it's gonna die off and i, I hate to be that way about the game but uh <laughs> i'm just being kind of realistic about it uh, that's just the way it is so yeah I, I will say street fighter 6 is is looking to be a really good game i don't i don't think capcom can screw this one up i hope they don't prove me wrong or i, ho I hope they prove me right <laughs> because I, I'm excited to see what happens with this game because I, I really want to utilize and leverage my career in esports to help lift up fighting games when I have the opportunity. I want to do more fighting game events at my arena and I want to be able to uh, help to get that word out there, to get more circulation, to get more attention, to bring more money into it. I, I want to be able to do that. So I'm excited to see where this goes. There's also the Riot fighting game. So I, I'm really excited to see more news on that. Hopefully, hopefully Evo gives me something to work with. Please, please Evo. <laughs> I'm gonna be so disappointed if they don't show anything at Evo. But nonetheless, uh, Street Fighter 6 looks great. 
the summer camp's coming up. Make sure you check that out. Share it out, please. If you know people in the Michigan area or people in the Midwest area that might want to go, I've had people from Detroit come all the way over to Kalamazoo to check this out. Uh, so share it out there is what I would ask you guys. And then uh, I will see you guys in probably a week, two weeks, because I'm going to go on vacation. I'm just going to enjoy myself and reset, and then I'm going to get back to my grind. So thank you guys so much, as always, for your support. Wish me a safe trip and good luck on these summer camps, because I'm stressing a little bit, but I'm trying to keep it cool. Trying to keep it cool. And as always, I'll see you guys in the next one.